Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. Let me just say it again. Merry Christmas, everyone. Just to begin, so I can just get to know some of you, because there's a lot of visitors here. If you could just courageously, if you could raise your hand if this is your first time to St. Basil the Great Parish. Just hand nice and I. Great, wonderful, wonderful. I just wanted you self-conscious. Very good. I'm just kidding. Just want welcome. Good to see you all. Good to see you. Welcome to St. Basil's. You're always welcome here. Raise your hand if this might not be your first time, but this isn't, this isn't your normal church, but you come here to visit family or friends. Go ahead and that's you. All right, good, wonderful. Good to see you all. Great, great. Here's a fun one. Uh, raise your hand if you're visiting here because you're uh, in a relationship that's getting more serious and you're here with your boyfriend or girlfriend and meeting the family for the first time. Nice. Great. Several of you. Good job. Hey, courageous. Way to go. Welcome. Welcome. How's it going? I'm just kidding. Just, just, just. And how about this one? Raise your hand if, uh, if you are pregnant this time of year. If you are anyone... One over here, beautiful. Great, great, special time of year. Is that how you told your family, like right now? No? Okay, good, good, okay, good. It's how you told me, by the way, so I know, way to go, okay. So here we are, and Christmas can be summed up very simply. It's that the God of the universe, the cause of the Big Bang, the one who decided how many stars there should be, became a baby. And he didn't enter the world like Superman. Do you remember that Superman story who just kind of shows up in a field in this weird glass, like, incubator thing? No, he didn't come saran-wrapped. He enters into the womb of Mary. The almighty, all-powerful one. He is the unmoved mover. No one can move him. No one can coerce him. No thing is more powerful than him. When he enters in this world to be Savior... He enters in sheer vulnerability, total dependence, astonishing weakness and trust. Those who have eyes to see get it. This is his gesture. He's not interested in conquering you, coercing, manipulating. He's not interested in scaring you into submission. In fact, the church definitively teaches that Jesus came to reveal the human face of God and the divine face of the human person. Or it says in another place, Jesus reveals to human beings what it means to be human. Actually, the real phrase is fully reveals what it means to be human. That's important because we get a little bit of our identity from other places, right? If you're, I'm Polish, I'm, you know, Italian, I'm Irish, I'm Slovak, and we're all very proud of that in Northeast Ohio. But that doesn't describe all of you, and not even necessarily the deepest parts of you. I'm a lawyer, I'm a businessman, I'm a dentist, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Great, all wonderful things. True. Doesn't fully capture you doesn't describe the deepest part of you. The deepest part of who we are is actually a mystery until Jesus shows up. This is what he wants to be for you, and he wants to show us what it means to be human. And the very first gesture and the last gesture are very similar. Both in the crib and on the cross, he's vulnerable. 
trusting, dependent, open, not closed off, sheer vulnerability. And this is amazing because he's showing us that what it means to be human is actually no longer hiding the very things we hide. We don't like that we're weak, vulnerable, dependent, trusting, needy. We hide those things. We hide it under our favorite word. How are you? I'm fine. We're all fine, apparently. I didn't know this, but every time you meet someone, they're always fine. After all, it would be strange if you said, how are you? And they said, terrible, have time to talk? And you're like, no, this is Starbucks. But see, we're constantly hiding the things that we're afraid is a liability. If you knew this about me, that I'm so weak and needy, vulnerable and dependent on God and others for so much, won't you leave me? Aren't you going to reject me? And what Jesus says is, that's what makes you most you. And in the incarnation, the miracle of Christmas, God taking on our humanity, he says, it's actually in those very places that I'm uniting you to the very life of God. Not in your knowledge, power, beautiful, well-kept calendars and perfect houses, and I'm sure they all look great. But in your weaknesses and vulnerabilities, in those places. In the season of Advent, I come up with three examples of people being incredibly vulnerable, either to me or I observed it, that was just like really moving for me. And I want to share it with you because I, I think you're going to be moved by the same vulnerability and realize, oh, we'd all be tempted to hide. But when you hear this, you're moved because vulnerability is the essence of what it means to be human. And it turns out it's actually the main quality of God. So the first one, and I'm, I know my uh, sisters in Christ out there, I'm sure this isn't you, but this woman was telling me a story where she was having a priest, her pastor, visit, and uh, her and her husband and the kids, they were getting the house ready. And I'm sure all of you stay very peaceful. You never worry when someone visits. Uh, but she was a little stressed out about the whole affair. Right? And she would run around like crazy, and she realized the doorbell rang, and she was behind schedule by like 45 minutes. And the pastor came over. She was telling me the story. She's, I had not, just, it was so embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. And I finally looked at him and said, Father, I haven't even begun making the dinner. Would you actually help me? Because my husband's picking up the kids. And he's like, sure. So he starts cutting onions and vegetables. And they, they made the dinner together. As they're making the dinner, she finds out that he said that I used to help my mom all the time, and I haven't done it in many, many years. It was quite the joy to be able to prepare a meal for a family. She went on to say that had she concealed this and pretended she was fine, she also would have had that deep connection with someone. She connected with someone else, blessed him and blessed her, all because of her vulnerability. Beautiful. Second one, I witnessed uh, this, this guy, very, very successful man, very functional, strong, capable guy, you know. And there was a conflict and debate happening kind of around him among several groups of people. And with great deliberation, definitiveness, he was able to speak into it, silence things, bring about unity, and move things forward. 
very kind of masculine, definitive way, really impressive. And afterwards, I told him, I said, that was really impressive. Like, these people were kind of all over the place fighting and upset, and you just, boom, spoke right into it. And he looked at me, he said, I don't do well with conflict. So, well, you could have su surprised me. You could write a book in my mind. And he goes, nah, every time people fight around me, I still feel, even though I'm a grown man, like I'm five, and my parents are getting divorced right in front of me. He said, and so I get so scared. He said, but I've learned that it's okay to feel that way. I don't have to hide it, and that I can speak into these things and help people. Far from losing my respect, he gained it all the more. His weakness, his needs for reassurance and security, his vulnerabilities made him not just deeply relatable and human, made him like God, it turns out, vulnerable. Finally, I do quite a bit of work with high schoolers and youth ministry and things. And as every generation knows, when you're in high school, there's a huge amount of pressure to whatever you want to call it, fit in, be cool, you name it. You don't want to stand out and then get made fun of. So a lot of times you'll ask, are you excited for something? They're like, oh, I don't know. And you're like, you don't know if you're excited? Like that seems... Because they just don't want to be seen because to be seen in high school is very dangerous. You could be mocked, and that hurts really painfully. But I was hanging out with some high schoolers recently in the Advent time, and I asked one of them, I said, are you looking forward to Christmas? And she, without hesitating, goes, oh my gosh, I can't wait. My favorite relatives are coming in town I haven't seen in a few years. We're making our favorite desserts we haven't made in years. It's going to be so much fun. I was so shocked that she just let her excitement out in total vulnerability. I was like, hey, you got to stuff that, you know, that's kind of meant to be hidden. Because <laughs> we're all trying to fit in the box. But see, what Jesus at Christmas shows us is the things that are inside of us, the places where we're most in need of love, security, encouragement, kindness, forgiveness, love, truth, beauty, we have deep needs for these things. Those places are not bad, selfish, or immature. It's the definition of being human. And in Jesus, our humanity was taken into the very life of God. And so oftentimes, people don't know where God is in their life. I feel like he's so far away. I don't think I'm the only one who's ever asked, where are you? What are you doing? Oftentimes, he's very active in the very places we're trying to run from and hide. Because we're all fine. Jesus brings into the world a perfect love, a love stronger than death and illness, a love that is fair, kind, safe, and bountiful so that we can step into the truth and receive from him all the grace we need. And then as a church, as we receive him in the vulnerability of the Eucharist, we become a place in this cold world of kindness, of mercy, of forgiveness, we begin to proclaim what God did in the book of Genesis. It's very good to be human. And because of that, on this Christmas, we get to be merry. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.